0: as innovation is concerned, that's a good thing. While much of our attention is on the focused efforts to bring new ideas to market or to effect process changes in systematic, planned and strategically targeted fashion, there are some times when fate takes a hand. What might appear to be a failed experiment or a strange but ultimately useless outcome can sometimes turn out to be the basis of a game-changing innovation. Think about these examples. Percy Spencer, working away on microwave-based radar equipment at the Raytheon Company in 1945, when he discovered that a chocolate bar in his pocket had melted. And then he made the connection, which led not just to a large dry cleaning bill, but the development of the microwave oven. Or a company called Kootol Products, struggling trying to sell a paste in the 1930s, which was originally invented for cleaning dirty wallpaper discoloured by soot and from residue from coal fires. Well, of course, by the 1950s, changes in the home heating market meant that coal fires were on their way out, and so too was their business. Fortunately for them, their imminent bankruptcy was held off by the discovery by children of the potential for using the paste as a moulding clay toy. Repackaged, Play-Doh persists to this day finding its way into carpets and furniture in millions of homes around the world. Or Roy Plunkett, working away on chlorofluorocarbons in DuPont's labs in the 1930s, tried to improve refrigeration materials. He came back to the lab to examine the results of his latest experiment, only to be bitterly disappointed by finding that one canister no longer contained the gas he expected, but just some white flaky material. But he took some time to play with it and realised its incredible properties as a lubricant with a very high melting point, perfect for a host of military applications and eventually even for making omelettes and frying pans coated with his magic substance, Teflon. Now we could add many others to this list. Viagra, penicillin, cornflakes, a host of others. But all of them are innovations triggered primarily by accidents, unexpected events, but with unexpectedly successful eventual outcomes. So how might we make use of this observation? Can we organise for accidents and can we mobilise this phenomenon to help us in our continuing quest for innovation? The French scientist Louis Pasteur's famous comment, chance favours the prepared mind, seems a good place to start. So In what ways might we prepare the ground for picking up on successful accidents? Well, part of the answer is undoubtedly to create an environment in which there's space and time to experiment and fail. It's not coincidence that all of those discoveries took place in contexts where the individuals concerned could explore, experiment and accept failure without fear of being penalised. So how can we reproduce the experimental freedom of a laboratory elsewhere in the organisation? But another part of the story is recognising the role of timing in accidental innovation. We can see many of these innovations as an extreme version of the old knowledge push model of innovation in which we create something new for which there's no apparent need or where the intended need isn't met. It's only later... As an alternative need emerges, that the real potential of the innovation comes through. And this different need often comes from a very different direction. For example, metallurgist Harry Brearley, working hard in his lab in 1912, trying to improve the design of guns. He needed an alloy, which wouldn't erode over time, as the bullets spinning fast along the groove barrels rubbed against their walls. But all his efforts proved fruitless. After months next to a growing pile of steel scrap representing failed efforts, he noticed one particular piece had managed to retain its original shine rather than oxidising. He explored this 12% chromium alloy a little further and found it also resisted marks and scratches as well. So it's not very useful in gun making, but as stainless steel, it had an impressive future elsewhere. material for a precision gun sight. But the cyanoacrylate he experimented with was a bitter disappointment, sticking annoyingly to everything it touched. However, six years later, in trying to use it for cockpit canopies, he suddenly realized the incredibly strong bonding powers could have a different application. And that's how superglue was born. The final version of his product hit the market 16 years after his original experiments. And talking of glue, we have, of course, Spence Silver's non-sticky adhesive, which didn't progress very far except as a curiosity while he was working with it in 3M, until a chance encounter with Art Fry led to the need for bookmarks made of Scotch tape which was non-sticky. The rest is very much post-its history. Which raises the third organising condition, connectivity. In this world of open innovation, we're increasingly recognising the power of networks and cross-connections. But in many ways, we're simply rediscovering something we've known about creativity for a long time. It's all about associations, making links and sometimes connecting the apparently unconnected. So to make the most of our accidents, we could do a lot worse than make sure they're widely publicized so others know about them and may help us make new connections. Well, these days chance encounters and lucky meetings can be augmented by a wide range of tools, of brokers and bridges, organizations who can act as trusted intermediaries, or innovation marketplaces, bringing people with different kinds of knowledge and different needs together. But whilst the technology might make linkages easier, the underlying challenge remains the same. How to open up to unexpected connections. Innovation's by its nature uncertain. It's all about experimenting, and failure comes with that territory. Now we're learning more through things like lean startup and agile innovation, about the design of effective experiments, but also about squeezing the lessons out of those that don't work. Successful innovators work towards intelligent failure and create the culture and supporting processes to allow space to play and allow mistakes to happen, which can open up surprising new opportunities.